I'm so sick of fucking Donald Trump, man. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have pen and paper because I'm going to explain to you something that you weren't aware of. Another episode. We're of back, bitches. Tinfoil Radio, and um, it's it's been an interesting week. We took last week off, mm-hmm. and now we are back in the groove. Episode fifty-eight. We had to make some life changes. Let's just say the IRS was contacted, as well as the uh, uh, our insurance companies. Yes, life events happened. Yeah, and good things. Good yeah, things. Yeah, Only yeah. good things. But and but for those of you who are not aware, if you have insurance and you're not happy with your coverage, if you get married or move or something like that, you can change. It's true. Yeah. It's Don't true. forget. <laughs> There's always a way out. <laughs> Jesus. It's not like a timeshare. Wow. We got Jesus. dark. We took a year off and we or a week off and we got we got dark. Feels felt, like a year felt though. Like a year. I missed you so much. <laughs> uh big before we get into anything. Uh, we we have some Alex Jones news to talk about. Oh boy! And then today's topic is another fun episode. It's not going to be about politics. It's not going to be that. But I will say it will have a little bit of Nazis, mm. uh, a little bit of time travel, mm-hmm. a little bit of teleportation, and a whole lot of mystery. So, like a Doctor Who episode? <laughs> I guess this is probably the most Doctor Who episode we've done. Timey wimey space and stuff. I've never actually watched Doctor Who by the way. I used to when I was a kid because, okay, so um, we only had like three channels and stuff, right? And uh, on uh, certain nights, there would be a show called uh, Watch the Stars. And there was this bald dude, and he stood in front of a green screen and was like, tonight, if you look up, Pluto's going to be in the third atmosphere and shit like that and tell you what to look for in the skies, right? And then after that, I really liked that show because I knew that every once in a while, not all the time, but right after that guy was Doctor Who. And the opening like sequence was like, whoa. I could tell you that... Um, I didn't really understand the show at all. Yeah, I, I, I've not watched an episode, but I've heard it's anthology. So that's the beauty of it. So I, yeah. I can hop in and watch whenever I want. Yep, I watched uh, when Tom Baker was the uh, doctor. I like. Uh, I really like David Tennant, so I want to see what his... David uh, or Eccleston? Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Uh, my brother sent me a DVD of a couple episodes. Anyway, we're not talking about <laughs> Doctor Who today. But um, before Maybe. we get that... Not anymore. Get to the... Um, Topic at hand. I, I do want to talk about some personal things, uh, some side projects that you and I are working on with our music. Um, you doing your thing, me doing mine, uh, and then working with my good friend Luke. I'm also studying to be a go-go dancer. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We both have released music this year, and um, ho- if all else, all over the world, <laughs> just yeah. If all uh, <laughs> if everything goes according to plan, if you're listening to this on Spotify, mm-hmm. you could ideally be able to listen to um, my album on Spotify as well if you just look for MetaHuman. Should be mine too. I'm looking into that. Yeah. Uh, it takes it usually takes a few days to process, so I'm still waiting on um, it being fully uploaded to Spotify and Apple Music and all that. But yeah. uh, again, if everything goes according to plan, it'll be up. Um, so a little self-promotion. It will be up on Spotify and Apple Music and Pretty much wherever you can get your music, uh, it'll be up on YouTube as well. 
and it's completely 100% free. So just go listen to it is and, what I'm and, asking. And we're going to tease something really quick. I'm telling you, I guess. I'm going to tease something that sometime this year you will see the amazing metahuman. That's all I'm saying. All right. Internet, yeah. internet, go to work with your theories. Yeah. So as much fun as it is to do <laughs> this show, it's even like we've we've I think through this show we hung out more and then we learned more about who we are musically and what we want to do and and it's it's great to have that outlet. And I share that with people because I didn't think this was something that I would be into. I didn't think this is a talent I think I had. You got a sweet new piece of equipment. <laughs> now I'm starting to invest awesome. money into it. So who knows what what will happen. But it's exciting. Uh, you just released an album last week while we were off uh, Inner Satellite. Yeah. And again, all the links to uh, his album and my music are in the description. So for those that don't care about our lives and, and, and don't care about indulging with our artistic choices, well, fuck you. <laughs> and now the real episode can start, and I'll put a fucking well, timestamp in. Well, there. you've been well, you've been listening to this for like over a year. You know, and some this dude, is a creative artistic thing. So fuck you. You know, someone in their car is like, "Well, I feel attacked," because <laughs> you can see they're skipping the. They're triggered, tr- and, then, and then they start to hit the fucking skip button. I'm like, triggered. Either they turned it off, or they're like. Uh, get to the fucking Alex Jones news. Get to that. No. Yeah, yeah sorry. We'll get to it. We'll get there. Actually, we will. Right. Let's now. be honest. Our we audience. Will, our audience knows by now that we fuck around yes, a lot. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And we've been gone a week. We got a lot to catch up on. You know. So yeah. And, so well, what have you been up to? Today's today's episode <laughs> is an interesting decision because originally I was thinking about, and this is when we still thought we were going to have a show last week, where I was like, well, we should talk about. The snow, the ice storms, and, and the, the, the problems that caused in Texas. And then there's some people that don't believe the snow was real. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I don't know if I could mind that for a full episode. So I was like, you know, let's just get away from current events. Let's get to something. It's, yeah, it's a little depressing that there's yeah. actually people. And, you know, people that. died because of that. And I don't want to mock that situation, you know. Ted Cruz is an asshole. Yeah, fu- <laughs> well, fuck, yeah, fuck Ted Cruz. That goes without saying. But oh, and then he made, and then he joked about it at CPAC with the golden Donald Trump idol. By yeah. the way, yeah, nice job, he's Christians. in Orlando, Florida, saying that, oh well, it's not Cancun, but it's not, <laughs> and everybody laughed. <laughs> the same day, a story came out of an eleven-year-old on a kid. stage that's a Nazi rune. Same day, the story comes out of this kid fucking dying, protecting his younger brother. Yeah, Piece good, good guy, Ted Cruz, Piece real stand-up shit. guy. Are we done? So, yeah, we're done. Okay. <laughs> we do we dealt with that. I could go for a while. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do something fun with the yeah. the, the Philadelphia experiment. Ooh, we'll get ooh. to that. But before we do, ooh. rarely we rarely ever do like news segments on this show, and I don't think we ever will. That's not We try to be topical, but yeah. not that topical. Yeah. But uh, when something like this hilarious clip that we're gonna play comes out, you have to talk about it. We did it with, you know, the Dr. Demon sperm stuff back God, last year. Jesus Christ. Think about that. Remember, sperm. We we are like on the anniversary of the one year ago where hey, just quarantine for two weeks. Oh my god, that's how long you know this be, this shit's been going on. You know what's gonna be fun? On the way home, I'm gonna listen to last year's episode. <laughs> uh, We're probably a lot angrier. I could tell you for sure, I'm a lot yeah, angrier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, this came I'm up. Listen to what we think about the about the pandemic at the time. Yeah, this showed up earlier this way week. Way off. Okay. There's leaked audio mm-hmm. of our boy. Ali, Ali J, Alex Jones. By the way, Ali J, we should call him Ali J. He would be so pissed. What? What, what, what did you call me? You talking like that Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> character? <laughs> Ali J, that's stupid. You're globalist. 
So anyway, fat fuck. That's um, why we need to do more Alex Jones so that he could do his Alex Jones impression because he's I'm, really good. All I'm at saying it. is, <laughs> I wouldn't treat Trump the way that he did. Ali G. Ali J would be a different guy. Actually, Ali J.com, Infowars.com, fucking b- bonerpills.jpg. All right. So anyway, because <laughs> you don't cut me off, I'm going to keep going. Uh, anyway. Hey, stop. Okay, let's go. Alex showed up in the news again, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. But in this so case, funny. but in this case, it's fucking funny. <laughs> so Alex showed up in the news because the Southern Poverty Law Center, I think I want to say either Tuesday or Wednesday, but earlier this week, uh, they leaked some audio mm-hmm. from January 2019, mm-hmm. and it is Alex Jones just bitching that he met Donald Trump and <laughs> like he was so fucking pissed about it. And you know, because it's fun to make fun of a racist asshole that hurt people. Let's make fun of Alex Jones. Now this is a, um, about a minute long, and you're gonna. It's just, it's just brilliant. It is, mm-hmm. and this is what I will say. There's a little taste at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and I will say this. This, um, this makes me really believe that Alex Jones believes all the stupid shit he says because he's still kind of in character <laughs> when he talks about this. Oh, uh, not everything, but I, I, I don't doubt that he's largely the same off the air. Yeah, he's still an asshole off Do, the air. Doing that he's, so often. Because he's, he's a racist piece of shit asshole on, on the air, so he's just as bad <laughs> off the air. So anyway, here's Alex Jones uh, talking about Donald. And honestly, at this point, in March 2021, he's all of us when it comes to Donald Trump. So I'll give him that. But uh, here's Alex Jones talking Donald Trump. Part of me, the selfish part. <laughs> the selfish part. Wishes I'd never met Donald Trump. Wishes that I'd never met Roger Stone. Because unlike previous things I'd done that were game changing, <laughs> that were game changing. Those were just time space continuum reflections. What? PCP's kicking in. Of the third <laughs> big it change does. I was going to be involved in. All right. And that was bringing Donald John Trump into Austin. Oh, God. So I'm going to say that again. I said Austin into office. Because this is, He's you guys really are asking really good questions. This is going to be a really good thing. But because he was drinking. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to drink some of this Armani after I say it. Because it, it, it's, 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 it's the truth, and I'm just going to say it that I wish I never would have fucking met Trump. Whoa! I wish it never would have happened. And it's not that the attacks that I've been through. It's I'm so sick of fucking Donald Trump, man. God, I'm fucking <laughs> Me too, sick of Alex. Him. Me too. <laughs> and I'm not doing this because it's like I'm kissing his fucking ass. You know, it's just like I'm sick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but you did. Yeah, you you took credit for like again. This is what always made me laugh about Alex Jones and the, his whole infatuation with Donald Trump. This motherfucker started his career on Access TV, being anti Clinton, anti establishment, and then when he actually got an audience, he was still anti Bush, and he was talking about how he was like this fucking staunch pro freedom libertarian, and then. He's instrumental in getting the president elected. You can't fucking be punk rock revolutionary dipshit wannabe and, and also get a guy elected. Yeah. You were officially the swamp at that point, buddy. Yeah. And and it, it's just it's crazy to to think that he would I don't know, that he would saddle up to Donald Trump and it's just so funny that this comes out at this point because Alex Jones is still one of the biggest even still in Feb, uh, fucking March, the whole election fraud shit, he's still talking about that and still simping for Trump. And then this comes out of being like, I wish I never fucking met him. I wish I didn't fucking know him or whatever. And it's like, don't. 
he made you so much money, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You he know, is the sole reason you stayed afloat as long as you did because in in a per, in a normal just America, a ideal of what America should be, Alex Jones wouldn't have an audience because nobody would believe the stupid shit that he says. I I I got to um, and accept reality. Yeah, as as far as what Alex Jones has done to this country and to stupid people in general, it's emboldened them to be stupid uh louder. Yeah. And um, I was I was doing something. If you're if you're ever not sure how far down uh, and and how bad the country's gotten, um, look at any uh, anti-government uh, post or something criticizing the government, and then read the comments. Uh, and look for those guys who are just bl- blindly like you know worshiping yeah. whatever politician. Then go look at their profiles. Yeah, because I saw this one lady, and she was super super Christian, and she actually posted at one point. Just a regular post, a status update. Yeah. Well, it's the truth that God does not love everybody, and for that, I'm thankful. Jesus Christ. I'm not fucking <laughs> kidding, dude. And I'm just like, well, this person has no idea. They don't understand yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah, and then... They then don't understand that what they just said is so against everything that Christianity... You know, yeah, and that's and that's what I love about... all walks of life, And, that and that's what I love about this audio showing up, because yeah. it is... It is forcing Alex to admit that he made Trump his personality. Mm. And if you make any, I don't care who the fuck the president is, if you make anybody like that your personality, mm. that's a problem. Also, they are not fucking celebrities. They are yeah, politicians. Yeah. Also, Christianity kind of does uh, uh, does a disservice to humanity um, with that whole Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible told You know, you're not special. <laughs> you're, you're not. Well, Jesus does love me. Yes, I know. That's great, but you're not. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know, Tyler. It's this little thing called the Bible. Right. Told me so. Right. But it's also uh, pride goeth just before the fall. So uh, to to wrap it up on you're Alex, welcome. To wrap it up on Alex, <laughs> uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy. Nice. Much like uh, oh, by the way, the last episode we did was Rush Limbaugh's death. Good. Yeah, so I thought it was a good, uh, <laughs> good uh, juxtaposition there. Let's get into today. It's fun watching them fail. Yes. <laughs> what did he fail at? L- life? <laughs> you failed at not getting cancer, Rush. <laughs> Take it how you want it. He did smoke a lot of cigars. So this week we're talking about the Philadelphia experience, and we're going to go back in time, like Huey Lewis. Back in time. Back in time. Back in time. Back in time. Stop it. Oh. You're singing it wrong. Back in time. Back in time. There's a movie where where a guy keeps... Stop it. Now we're getting sidetracked by (laughs) fucking Huey Lewis, which is a daily occurrence for me. So, yeah, we're talking about World War II. Now, don't get too excited. This isn't about Nazis. For the most part, there's a a reference. This is about the wild story of how the U.S. Navy allegedly tried to make ships invisible and uh, use cloaking devices cloaking methods, which isn't crazy. It makes sense to have that kind of technology, but the way these people are talking about it, they're talking like it's like a full-on fucking science magic shit. All right, so... (laughs) Boner pills. Dot JPEG. Dot JPEG. All right, so this story begins in 1955. (laughs) Yeah. Begins in 1955 with UFO researcher slash author Morris K. Jessup. Have we talked about him before? No, we have not. Uh, He might be a future episode, or we might do a... uh, Because we've done things on 
Yeah, we might do a tinfoil radio book club. I would love to make a career out of being a UFO researcher. Yeah, how how that guy? It's you like put that on your IRS tax return. It's like being a squatch detective. You know, you just <laughs> you don't know that that's a thing, and then you get into it. You know, uh, Mr. Jessup, uh, Tyler Allen, squatch detective. Squatch. <laughs> what is going on with those UFOs and the research? The author and the Morris and the UFO. What's going on there? What about invisible ships? Have you guys just, ever looked at that? I mean, if, if Wonder Woman's got an invisible jet, could we have an invisible ship? Yeah. Yeah. So Jessup... <laughs> Can we make comic books real? Is it po- just uh, answer me that, General. Is it possible? Jessup received two letters from Carlos Miguel Alande, Ooh. who has also identified himself as Carl M. Allen in uh, another correspondence. He's a white dude. And you're going to find this a lot in this story, that there's a lot of inconsistencies, and it's like... You guys, you got to understand, if you're going to make a grift, if you're going to make a conspiracy, you got to be consistent. You know, you can't just... So I know now that my last name in uh, Mexico would be Allende. Allende. What would my first name be? Tyler. No, your name would be Tyler Allen. It's still a... Tyler Paolo Allende. I guess not. Well, mine is Jacobo. I I don't think Tyler has one. I called myself Folker in German class, so... Let's go. There you go. Uh, so Alande claimed to have witnessed a secret World War II experiment at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Which doesn't exist. <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, it does. But <laughs> Or does it? Or t- Maybe it's invisible. It ain't on fucking Google Maps anymore. All I'm saying, folks, is have you ever <laughs> seen the naval field? <laughs> naval shipyard. All right. Have you ever seen the naval shipyard? I'm not even in sure. In Philadelphia, I'm not even and sure. The naval shipyard in Washington D.C. in the same room? No, because it's the same damn thing. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you guys ever seen Wandavision? Division? That's what Pennsylvania's like. <laughs> that I don't. Well, I don't, I don't. I haven't seen it. So in this experiment, Alande claimed that the destroyer escort USS Eldridge was rendered invisible, teleported to New York, teleported to another dimension where it enco- <laughs> where it encountered aliens. And teleported through time, resulting in the deaths of several sailors, some of whom were fused with the ship's hull. That sounds cool. That's a cool fucking comic book. Write that, Alande. <laughs> what the hell are you trying to say? This is what I don't get about these conspiracy th- people. You clearly have a pretty active and cool imagination. Because if that was a comic book, or if that was a movie, I'd watch that shit. Well, it's like uh, when Kitty Pride. Um, uh there, there's there's been versions of Kitty Pride in the comic books where she's pretty vicious, and she will literally like take somebody, phase them halfway through something, and then leave them to phase into, yeah, basically become a part of a wall or something, and it fucks them up real bad, basically kills them. So yeah, kind of like that. Again, this would have been, co- but like, and you know what? You could even have a horror aspect because you're going to find out more throughout this story yeah. that they believe that this this teleportation process fused human beings to the ship which again would be a a a badass special effect b fucking horrifying if you saw it on screen or you read it like Uh, yeah just like ah oh god i'm a fucking ship (laughs) i'm officially the wall (laughs) the skin splintered and cracked off the bones hey bucko you might hey it's jesse with the metal it's jesse the body but you could call me jesse the ship right now because i'm fused to this thing this is bullshit pal (laughs) hey bucko this is bullshit (laughs) he's never said it he's never said bucko (laughs) (laughs) as far as i can find maybe pal but definitely not bucko 
of any interview he's ever done. But like, hey, it's Jesse the body, and uh, yeah, I'm Jesse the ship now. <laughs> Buckle. Buckle. <laughs> That's when he said it. Yeah, yeah. When he got fused to the hole. <laughs> How many celebrities can be fused to this ship? <laughs> but again, like that would like that would be scary as shit if it's done right. Can you imagine the horror of seeing somebody? I had this hunk of metal up my ass. Oh, I'm the ship. And now I'm the ship. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Ow. <clears throat> this wasn't in the brochure. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> like me. Stick around and his arms are spread out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's the matter, what's the matter Eldridge? If you been pushing too many pencils. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting the ship. It's awesome. If you haven't gotten to that, we, it's been a long week <laughs> where we haven't talked and gotten off the rails. Welcome to the show. And I told you guys, we need this. This is a fun episode. I'm already, already, already top ten. So now Jessup... <laughs> That, <clears throat> so now that Jessup thought that Carl, uh, Carlos was a complete was completely nuts and dismissed the letter, so he's like, "No, this is fucking crazy." Yeah. However, in early 1957, Jessup was contacted by the Office of Naval Research or ONR in Washington D.C., who received a parcel containing a paperback copy of the case for the UFO, which was Jessup's book, in a Manila envelope marked "Happy Easter." What the fuck? The <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> All right, so the book had been extensively annot- uh, annotated in its margins. And by the way, mm. they have released this this oh. book in print. And I could probably find it. Three different shades of pink ink. Yeah, th- it was written with three different shades of pink ink, uh, appearing to detail a correspondence among three individuals, only of whom is given by name, Jemmy, J-E-M-I. The O&R labeled the other two, Mr. A and Mr. B. Now, there is a Ass version, and, and we'll get to this. <laughs> I do kind of want to see if I can find it. I'm not going to fucking pay for it. If there's a way I can find this on like the Wayback Machine and, and read it. Because we should definitely do a Tinfoil Radio book club to uh, the case of the UFO. Or case, was it case for the UFO? Mr. Anal and Mr. Butthole. Case for the UFO. Yeah, Mr. Anal and Mr. Butthole is our kid's book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No. No. It's, uh, it's not. Yeah, you made it weird. I didn't. The <laughs> annotators referred to each other as gypsies <laughs> and discussed two different types of people living in outer space. Quotes. These are all air quotes. Yeah. Uh, their texts contain non-standard use of capitalization and punctuation and detailed a lengthy discussion of the merits of various elements of Jessup's assumptions in the book. They were oblique references to the Philadelphia experiment. One example is that Mr. B reassures his fellow annotators <laughs> who he... and. En- who have highlighted a certain theory which Jessup advanced. Based on the handwriting style and subject matter, Jessup concluded a large part of the writing was Alande's. So this is fucking Carlos guy who keeps sending me letters. He's making up these margins and annotations. Like he's putting in fucking footnotes. And others have uh, had the same conclusion. (laughs) There are three styles of annotations and all are from the same person using three pens. That's (laughs) crazy. You're annotating yourself. He's literally trying to write. In th- he's, he created three other characters. And thought, oh, uh, here's how I'll differentiate the script is I'll, I'll use different colors. <laughs> Jesus. I told you this story's bonkers. What an 
Yeah. So according to Alande or Alan or, or Carlos, really, uh, <laughs> offers at the o- officers at the ONR convinced the Navy to fund a 1958 small printing of 25 to 100 copies of the volume by the Texas-based Varro Manufacturing Company, which later became known as the Varro Edition. Which is online. I've looked at look for it, and it, it does exist. So Jessup tried to publish more books on the subject of UFOs. Was unsuccessful. Now this part gets sad, and I don't want to make any jokes because this part is actually really bad. Uh, so he lost his publisher and experienced a succession of downturns in his personal life that unfortunately led to him taking his own life in Florida on April thirtieth, nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. Uh, so it is worth. Well, we're making fun of this Carlos Alande. Um, it does suck because he. I don't want to say he made this man kill himself. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that you got to be careful with some of this stuff because sometimes, it, while it seems fun and everything, you can fuck over someone and, and really hurt them and you don't realize that. And then they're dead. And then they're dead, yeah. So th- at this point, the experiment gains popularity. Mm-hmm. So in 1963, uh, Vincent Gaddis published a book of Fortina, F-O-R-T-E-A-N-A, you know, titled Invisible Horizons, True Mysteries of the Sea. What is Fortina? Uh, is it a language? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm going to look it up. I, I just pull, some of this stuff I pulled directly no, no, totally. from the wiki. So. I'm going to see if there's a... In it, he encountered the story of the experiment of the Varro annotations. George E. Simpson and Neil R. Berger published a 1978 no- novel titled Thin Air. In this book, set in present day, a naval investi- investigative service officer investigates several... Threads linking wartime invisibility experiments to a conspiracy involving matter transmission technology. Uh, so yeah, some of this stuff it runs into each other, and and it's what I was trying to tell Carlos Alande at the beginning here. See, George Simpson, Neil Berger, Vincent Gaddis—they got the grift. They got it. So they're like, we need to tell stories about this. We need to write a book about it, not us fucking sending letters to people. You know. So Tyler, your hands up. Yes, uh, Ty- Tyler, Tyler Allen, Squatch Detective. Uh, yeah, t- uh, this category lists Fortina, uh, which is spelled F O R T E A N A, also me, known. I had a burp. Oh, that's okay. Also known known as fourteen phenomena that are related to the works of Charles Fort, which he described as quote a distinctive blend of mocking humor penetrating insight and calculated outrageousness. So I would urge you to read that sentence again yeah. so it makes more sense. No, it may, it may, well, I was just explaining that uh, that um, this this thing got gained popularity by la- later, though. So, right. 1963. So what Vincent wrote with his Fortina, uh, Invisible Horizons, True Mysteries of the Sea, he's having fun with it. He's, he's yes. being lighthearted. Satire a lot. Yeah, and it's not really anything normal or real or whatever. I thought it was like a language or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was like. A, or like I thought of it like no. Before T and people. But and that's what I was saying. Uh, before you found the information on that was that you know George Simpson and Neil Berger they published a novel called Thin Air, um, and it was set in the present day, and it was in, and they were talking about investigating like like mysteries and things like that. So they got the grift. Like what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with taking this idea and then making fiction out of it and having fun with it. And that's what he this Carlos guy should have done in the first place. Yeah. Fuck. And just, yeah, just write a fuck f- Star Wars. Write, write a fucking Shit. write a fucking comic book. Write a book. Write a movie, you know? Uh, but anyway, large scale, uh, scale popula- popularization, that's a fun word, of the story came in nineteen seventy nine when the author Charles Berlitz 
who had written a best-selling book on the Bermuda Triangle, and its co-author, ufologist William L. Moore. Again, how do you become a ufologist? Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Can I put that on my tax yeah. returns? Fuck. Their book was called The Philadelphia Experiment, colon, Project Invisibility. In my colon? Colon. Which purported to be a factual account. So this is a this is a book that's saying like it, we were there, man. We fucking saw it. Anytime somebody sees my colon, they were like, "Man, I wish I was a part of a project invisibility." <laughs> so the book expanded on <laughs> stories of bizarre happenings, lost unified field theories by Albert Einstein, and government cover up cover ups, all based on the Alande letters to Jessup and my uh, colon. Yes, more Berlitz <laughs> devoted one of the last chapters in the Philadelphia Experiment to. The quote force fields of Townsend Brown, namely the experimenter and then U.S. Navy technician Thomas Townsend Brown, Brown, Tom- <laughs> Thomas Townsend Brownden, uh, Paul LaViolet uh, wrote a what book. Are these fucking names? I know, right? Have a normal name. <laughs> Fuck your surname. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul LaViolet wrote a book in twenty uh, twenty oh eight. Back in 2008, Secrets of Anti-Gravity Propulsion also recounts some mysterious involvement of Townsend Brown. So again, this rant... Dude, this, pro- dude, this is probably a fucking custodian. I'm gonna <laughs> get probably just some dude. I'm going to get a uh, hockey jersey from some random like country, <laughs> and on the back, I'm going to put Townsend Brown. I want a fucking base, like a card. <laughs> Man, you never heard of Townsend Brown? Dude, here he is posterizing somebody. You haven't heard of TTB? TTB. <laughs> There's another T-shirt. That just sounds like a fucking the very legend. violent version of tuberculosis. <laughs> Tenacious of tuberculosis, man. <laughs> this shit'll kill you dead. TTB twenty one. That's the new virus. This right there. T- shit'll kill you dead quicker. Who's it named after? I I don't know. Some, some fucking dumb podcast. Some dude. <laughs> some baby technician. The story was adapted into a 1984 time travel film called The Philadelphia Experiment. See. Directed by Stuart Raphael. Did, uh, did we watch this? No, we need to. We oh. need to find this. Is it available? Let me see. While yeah, we're good talking. luck. It's probably on fucking Tubi. Uh, yeah, right? Um, or Pluto or whatever the hell. Hey, Avocado Women in the Jungle of Death <laughs> is on there. So <laughs> so the movie was only loosely uh, based on prior accounts of the experiment. It served as, as to dramatize the core elements of the original story, which is what they should have been in the first fucking place. That's what it should have been. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. that, looks, that sounds now, cool. again. That'd be a like in, like a fucking ship being teleported throughout time and space and hanging out with aliens, or an episode of Doctor Who. 1984, and then there was a sequel in 1993. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might, but it doesn't Box show office, it's streaming. Eight, eight million. No, we'll read that here in a second. Yeah, we'll 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 find it. We'll find it. Street so anyway, okay. yeah. Um. In 1990, Alfred Balick. Uh, it is on fucking Tubi. I knew it. Everything's on fucking Tubi. That if it doesn't make it to Netflix or Hulu or HBO, it's on fucking Tubi. It's also on Prime Video. So oh, it's on. It's don't, on. Don't waste not your money. On oh, it's Tubi. on. Buy it on Amazon Prime. No, I mean, is it streaming on there? I believe so. Oh, if it is, I watch it. Mm. Yeah, uh, if, you got, if you got Prime, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Alfred Balick, uh, self-proclaimed former member of the USS Eldridge and alleged participant in the experiment, supported the version as it was portrayed in the film. He added details of its his claims throughout the internet, some of which were picked up by mainstream news outlets. So he's saying, like, hey, man, no, this thing happened, but it happened, like, in this movie, not the 
fucking interdimensional this thing shit. happened, but not the way that you think it happens. <laughs> they, happened. Yes, this Hollywood fictionalized movie of these accounts, it was 100% Totally on the real, man. Yeah. So let's get into what the experiment was uh, and th- just a brief explanation of it. Yeah, so what we understand so far is that there was a lot of teleportation and time travel. And yes. Hull fusion. Oh, did you just rip one? I think I fused with <laughs> yeah, the you chair. Ripped a hole in my space time continuum. <laughs> that fucking fart. Uh, <laughs> um, so I didn't fart. He's lying. Yeah, I don't need a lie detector to tell uh, me that, eh? At this point, all we know is that there was some teleportation, uh, and, and not everybody supports the whole alien dimension things. But no. the, the general consensus is yes, it turned invisible and tele, but and it also teleported. And so, some yeah. people refused the ship. So the experiment was allegedly based on an aspect of some unified field theory, a term coined by Albert Einstein to describe a class of potential theories. Such theories would aim to describe mathematically and physically the interrelated nature of the forces of electromagnetism and gravity. In other words, united their respective fields into a single field. So he's That tr- is the holy grail of physics, is yeah. to find the unified field theory. Yes. Because the problem is that we don't quite understand gravity. Yes. and the, But the way that I was describe what gravity is, gravity is literally just the magnetism of the Earth's core pulling you to the ground. Well, but, but that doesn't account for, like, gravity in space. Space doesn't have gravity. Well, there's gravity wells and there's black holes. Right. And, those, well, and I mean, suns have gravity. The moon, there's a portion of the moon that actually has some gravity. Right. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. It's hard to... We don't, we don't quite understand how gravity works on its own really we yeah. we can describe it on earth as like hey if i take this pen and i drop and i drop it it's not going to float in the air because yeah. there's gravity here yeah and then you have to figure out what and you're lighter on the moon than you are here and stuff like yeah that. what how, what your mass what how mass works into that right. and how gravity so it, it was the beginning of that and mm. it's fascinating <laughs> it shit, is really. it is really cool like yeah. when you really get into the the science of it and and because I remember I was very interested that uh, about that too in school when we learned about gravity and just the idea that we are literally being pulled down yeah. by our planet, well, like, which is fucking weird and cool. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really, I'm a big science nerd, and I love the fact that um, scientists actually do not have a scientific explanation for why water or why ice is slippery. They seriously do not have you know one they also that don't, works all the you time. You know they don't have an explanation for why we have hiccup? They also don't have an explanation for why a bicycle works. It shouldn't. <laughs> it should. It really shouldn't. They, no. they, they said you're gyroscopic forces, but that doesn't account for staying upright. That yeah, accounts, how do we that balance? That accounts for motion forward. Yeah. Yeah, so they can't combine. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty fascinating. And no, it doesn't make me want to go to YouTube and go down a rabbit hole and go, scientists don't know nothing. <laughs> Earth's flat. It just means, wow, that's cool that God you created such cool stuff that we still haven't figured out. Or whatever. You see how well, I united science and religion there just now? There you go. Yep. Not that hard. If you, be- if you believe in that. Yeah, if you don't believe in God, whatever. Mm. If you do believe in God, whatever. Mm. Unless you believe... I believe in this flying spaghetti monster. According to some accounts, <laughs> unspecified researchers thought... Air quotes there. Uh, researchers yeah. thought that some uh, version of this field would enable using large electro- electrical generators to bend light around an object via refraction so that the object became completely invisible. The Navy regarded this as of military value and it sponsored the experiment. So that idea isn't crazy. No. Because that makes sense. Because you and I were talking about that. Because uh, you brought up. Uh, 
you were telling me about if you had the power to be invisible, you'd be blind. Yeah. You want to kind of explain that? Yeah. So um, there's rods and cones in your eyeballs, and um, anybody, you know, most people probably learned the basics of this in like health class and in school. Yeah. Um, but the rods and cones in your eyes, they perceive colors. They they help you see, you know, depth perception, all that shit. And but they have to reflect light for you to see. And that's why when you see things, it's always upside down. Your brain has the ability to flip the image. Right. It flips it on the inside and, and all that stuff. But the bottom line is that if you were actually invisible, then the rods and cones in your eyeballs would also be invisible, which means they could not reflect yeah. light, which means that you would be blind. Yeah. Yeah. So nice try, Invisible Man movies. So, so when they try, and, and that's kind of the, the thing, is is when you think about it, Everything is reflected. You yeah. have to see everything in the reflection. And that's why this idea isn't that crazy. We and that's why s- the we mil- see this as green because our eyeballs are filtering out from the from the light. What color it is. What color to it is. To decipher what color it is. The color is, the yeah. color is def- refracting that certain way. Yeah. Isn't that a funny thing? All, uh, you know, not not to base this uh into um you know into race relations or anything, but that's kind of interesting. Is that really all of our uh, our skin colors, our skin tones, are all because of certain light refracting, and that's really it. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of makes racism seem stupid, yeah. doesn't it? And that's why we, everybody talks about racism, or well, race. I mean, in general, being a social construct, mm-hmm. because ideally, that's what you're. You know, it's exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. We're all yeah. the same thing. We are all the same species. And because of that, race doesn't make sense at all to 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 do all that. And there's so much other things, rabbit holes that we could go down with race theory and things like that. And we yeah. won't with no. that. Th- not this just, episode. I'm just throwing that out there because we were talking about it. Yeah, no, it makes sense, and and I and I agree with you. So another version of the accounts. It's about time. <laughs> racism sucks. That's kind of the moral of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another ver- <laughs> and dumb and don't do it. Yeah. Another version of the accounts. Is that researchers were prepared magnetic, were preparing magnetic and gravitational measurements of the seafloor to detect anomalies, supposedly based on Einstein's attempts to understand gravity. In this version, there was also <laughs> related secret experiments in Tyler. You guessed it, Nazi. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Oh. Wait, I can't do it with one hand. There you go, Nazi Germany. <laughs> yes, because. <laughs> That was a horn. Yeah. It was in Nazi Germany. They were trying to find anti-gravity, allegedly led by SS... Let me take this one. Obergruppenführer. Obergruppenführer! You have to say it I real took, fast. I like took that. Germany. Try it again. Germany. But you got to say it fast. Like Obergruppenführer! <laughs> there you go. Hans Kammler? Hans Kammler! <laughs> because we lied! Of course, there's a reference to Nazis! Always. They always know. That was actually more Hitler, because he yeah, sounded yeah. like a... But yes, of course, you can't talk about... real woman... Let's be real. It's World War II era stuff we were Let's talking be about. Real. So of course there's gonna be Nazis. Let's get turned down the lights, baby. Let's get real. Oh, yeah. So Sorry. we want to reiterate <laughs> that this story does have several disputing claims. However, the general consensus is that it takes place at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard again, which doesn't exist. Yeah. Look it up. Yes, it does. <laughs> I want people to use their it's like brains saying for good. No military base exists. It's all fucking fake reflection. Shut up! It's fake reflection. Shut up! Uh, <laughs> the supposed experiment. Now we're dead. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're <laughs> fucked. Well, that's yeah, that's the catchphrase. <laughs> uh, 
So another consensus is that the supposed experiment uh, was on the USS Eldridge and was fitted with the required equipment. Testing began in the summer of 1943, and it was supposedly successful to a limited extent. One test resulted in Eldridge being rendered nearly invisible, with some witnesses reporting a greenish fog appearing in its place. Crew members complained of severe nausea afterwards. Uh, the green so fog they used, could literally be anything. So they used some kind of chemical gas that they had no idea what did, and they were like, we don't know what this does. You know what? Let's tell all the sailors that we're conducting invisibility yes, experiments. Yes, This is what it what sounds it, like. See what it does to it them. It sounds like, because, you know, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, our government's shitty. No. And shady. Uh-uh. And they would definitely, they would, but, I don't, but they wouldn't experiment on people without them knowing. That would never happen. The, the unfortunate part of that, about that, like the Pizzagate stuff, um, it, 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 that's not real. Um, it's really not that hard to convince some people in this country that it is. Well, I mean, because like, of all the shitty stuff that well, yeah. has been proven that I we've mean, done. My, my analog to this We assassinated Malcolm X. My, on my, purpose. no, listen, listen. Not us. No. Well, it's not today's episode. What I was trying to say is my analog to this is the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, th- so that's why how the people can fall down this I, idea. I kind of liken it to uh, Japanese internment camps yeah. almost. I'm sure they, I mean, we don't know, but I think they, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to They were to doing illegal fucking surgeries on the on the on the people down at the border uh last year. But that's Remember just that? that's just where my mind goes. And then that's how I can understand yeah. how and that's why I made this joke because I think that's what was happening. I think they were experimenting on these people without them knowing. And in their minds, it's for the greater good. It's well, it's to make fucking ships invisible. They're mm, also a piece of shit. Also <laughs> reportedly, when the ship reappeared, some sailors were embedded in the metal structures the of the ship. Inclu- what? No, come on now. Inclu- this is great. Including one sailor who ended up on a deck level below uh, then where he began and his hand embedded in the steel hull of the ship as well as some sailors who went completely bananas. Completely bananas! Again, as I read that, as I read that, that would be fucking awesome to see in a movie. Can we uh, get the uh, um, no, Betty Hill music? No, okay. no it's copyright, dude. Come completely on. bananas! Cause clear, cause, because clearly I care about copyright. I've definitely used <laughs> that huge Bill Hicks segment at the end. Of last time's episode. What? Last, I said last time, not last week. See, I good catch. I'm a great host. I don't believe. Uh, but again, you. if that were to happen in a horror movie, that's fucking scary. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like that would be a really cool thing in the movie. That is, fu- I mean, it's not funny if they really did go completely bananas. But the fact, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the, you the actually phrase, kept with it. Yeah, the yeah. phrase. Completely bananas. Hey, that's a quote. That's a quote. I didn't say it. Fucking a man. Uh, so there is also a claim that the experiment was altered after the point. Uh, after that point, at the request of the Navy, limiting it to creating a stealth technology that would render SS Eldridge invisible to radar. None of these allegations have been independently substantiated. And in case you haven't been paying attention recently, the uh, last stealth fighter has been deemed a complete and total bust. So... Well, it's just there's so much money and technology that would go into actually... Yeah. Like, legitimately cloaking... I think it's possible. I think the technology is there. I just think it costs so much fucking money, and I just don't think... I also think my tax dollars would be better served going to help people who need food or shelter or well, clothing, <laughs> jobs. Or, you know, bettering technology. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, you know, yeah, we shouldn't create technology for war. Let's not let's not pay military contracts jack contractors jack shit anymore. Uh, but, Fuck the way, them. but the way I look at it is, some people need to understand that some technology moves faster than others. Mm-hmm. Your phones, your laptops, your tablets, those are going to move a lot faster because 
You want to hear something crazy? It's yeah. this, it's this little word called capitalism. Oh. And this, my phone that I'm holding up. <laughs> what happened? Or did I just come or something? Yeah. The, oh. the the phone that you might be listening to this podcast to, the car that you might be listening th- into with Bluetooth. Those technologies move faster and exist because they're marketable, because they can be used. Mm-hmm. What would be the purpose of trying to sell invisible technology other than being a fucking creep or being in the military? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And people, and like you were saying, people don't understand that that would cause people to go blind. Unless you're the fucking predator in the jungle, you don't need to be cloaked. Stick around. And see, I think the... All I'm saying is they are making human. I think they are s- making human predators. In all seriousness, um, the predator wouldn't be blind because he has uh, um, projected a field around himself, it looks like, that renders him oh, fuck camouflaged. Off. Oh, fuck off. He's not completely invisible. You can to- see him. Steps are, well, yeah, there's a silhouette. It's more of a camouflage, yeah. So he's not blind, because he's not <laughs> invisible to himself. Yeah, well, okay, you fucking ruined Predator for me. Well, thanks. fuck off, man. You know, I mean, I'm a sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, no, say the other part. <laughs> Stick around. It's a very problematic part of that movie. Over Maybe. here, over here. I ain't got time to Turn bleed. Around. Turn around. Yeah, I cut my leg, but I don't care if I bleed out, because I'm a badass. <laughs> Buckle. Why did Jesse get a little fat there? Blah, blah. You know what would be really good before sorry, you leave the Sorry, I hate to derail the show, but I, but, I, but I do want to talk about this because it's fucking funny. Okay. So, and I watched it on one of the Predator documentaries. Uh, so at the time of filming, Jesse the Body is still pretty good. In sh- like He's still in shape. He's still doing oh, yeah. stuff with the WWF yep. at the time. Uh, and he said that he wanted to measure his arms versus Arnold's mm-hmm. and show that he uh, was bigger. So what he did is he talked to the arms, uh-huh. uh, yeah, arms, <laughs> and so they were showing that Jesse had a bigger size mm. of wardrobe, mm. and sh- saying that because of his muscles. But turns out, and there was a bet, right? Turns out Arnold had been lying to Jesse the body. He he had convinced the wardrobe department to fuck with Jesse and ch- lie about the size of his clothes. So when they actually flexed and measured each other's biceps, Arnold was bigger than Jesse the body. And I just laugh because I'm like, this is clearly the most macho movie that's ever fucking been made. Because that's the shit that's happening. Oh, they all got sick (laughs) in the the jungle too while they were filming it. Yeah, and the the whole the whole movie it was literally them just like trying to brag about their biceps and like be these alpha males while they're like it's just so funny. Off and and off screen they're barfing their guts out and just hot as shit. Just conditions were awful. I'm surprised they all made it through. They had to be macho because yeah. to survive the yeah. goddamn shoot. But none of them turned into a ship like me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stick around. Hey. Yo, they're fucking. <laughs> they're both fused to the wall, but they're on like separate sides get of the those, hall. Get those people hey, stabbed. Hey, pal. My wall's stronger than yours, buddy. No way. I'll be back. You're going to get punctured, and then you're going to sink us. <laughs> I mean, I'll be. I'll be part Oh, bow. Jesus Christ. Here's my fucking lizard brain, because this show's already gone <laughs> off the rails. My lizard brain was like, what if they're like the ships, but they're like, you know, like Thomas the Tank Engine, but oh, there's Jesus. ships on the face? Oh, hey, wow. I'm a bigger Let's ship see. than you. Look at me. <laughs> somebody, I, somebody who can fucking animate, please make that I cartoon. P- I pound more, more weight freight than you. Hey, you might as well call me Jesse the Ship. No. Die. Ah. Have you ever heard of a tugboat? Ah, he's like tugging. <laughs> Back to your previously scheduled program. So many versions of the. 
Many versions. It's been a while, buddy. Many versions. No! Many versions of the tale include descriptions of serious side effects for the crew. Some crew members were said to have been physically fused to bulkheads, while others uh, suffered from mental disorders. Now, that part might be true, and that might be a whole separate thing, and we shouldn't probably make up a fake story about teleporting. Yeah! So, some rematerialized inside out. That's fucking fucked up. That's a horror movie right there. Yes. Again, this would be fucking scary. You can make a legit horror movie out of this story. Uh, and still others vanished. So they were fucking off in the dimension, fucking space aliens like Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they, or they could be killed. I don't know. It is also <laughs> claimed that the ship's crew may have been subjected to brainwashing to maintain the secrecy of the experiment. No. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, man, that's why you don't know anything about it because they're fucking... You know, and, and here's why uh, good movies are really... Like, okay, uh, I've been watching the uh, John Wick movies. Yeah. And... Um, one of the great things about that movie is uh, the realism. Okay, like when people get shot and the blood, you know, all that. Yeah. And you know what would be really and the, the would, fighting and uh, like yeah, very choreographed. What would make that scene in a horror movie really truly amazing? Is, is if John Wick showed up? No, is if you <laughs> went to a doctor and you said, "Okay, imagine somebody has been turned inside out instantaneously." Yeah. Could they scream? No, they would just be. A right, skeleton but what, but what would it look like if they were trying to scream while they were inside out? And you get that information from the doctor, and then you have the fucking CGI guys do it. Horrifying. Yeah, that's what makes horror but, really good yeah. is when it's really, really specific and really just detailed. Just don't fucking hire us to write it because we're gonna write a role for Jesse the body mm. as a fucking wall on a Listen, ship. Listen, I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take this bullshit anymore. My men are in danger, Bucko. And they just turn it inside out. <laughs> That's all the sound effect I imagine. It's literally just. <laughs> <laughs> That's them Is turning it like a dying giraffe. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've just somebody has crashed their fucking let's car because I just. <laughs> yeah, let's. Get Jake just shit his pants into the mic. Um. So here's some research it's into a it. Round note. Done with you know people that actually know how to research things. Historian Mike Dash notes that many authors who publicized the Philadelphia Experiment story uh, after what Jessup appeared to have conducted with they no little to no research of their own, so they're just fucking making this up. Mm. Uh, through the late 1970s, for example, Alande was often described as mysterious and difficult to locate. However, Alande's identity was figured out only after a few phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude just called him a few times and was like, Carlos? Hey, man, is this Carlos? Carlos Allen? You son of a bitch. No, no. I knew it was you. And then the third time, Carlos Alande? Hey, yeah, yeah, what's going on? You know, after the... after the Hey, second yeah, where's, are you calling about the pizza I ordered? You know what? After the second time, I was like, if he calls a third time, <laughs> I'm just going to fucking come it's clean, like, man. It's like that fucking Will Ferrell character in the Austin Powers movie. If you ask me a question three times, I have to answer. <laughs> That's what this guy is. I'm if he not called, dead, but I'm very badly burned. If somebody calls me three times, I have to dox myself, dude. It's just the fucking rules. I don't make it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He was so trying really, really hard <laughs> to keep it. Keep it clean. Other researchers and historians have noted that most accounts use dramatization because why not? It's ripe for fiction. Make up a cool I'm horror watch story. Watch the fucking Philadelphia Experiment when I get it's home. Probably gonna be shit. I know. <laughs> watch it point. on Tubi. Uh, focusing more commercials oh my. every five minutes. Now next week you'll find out our exclusive sponsor for video version of this is Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> Tinfoil Radio on Tubi. You know what? Fuck it. If or they were not Tubi. <laughs> Uh, Tubi, if you want to sponsor this shit show, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> Man, you got the money, we got the fucking bank accounts that are empty. Fill it up. 
Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> Focusing more on embellishing than actual research, the uh, dramatization of it. The book, uh, the Philadelphia Experiment, Project Invisibility, claimed to include factual information. Just but it didn't. Of course not. Because such as transcripts of an interview with a scientist involved with the experiment, but the work also had been criticized for plagiarizing key story elements from that book we mentioned earlier, Thin Air, <laughs> which was published a year earlier. Ew. If you gotta... <sighs> you're going to rip someone off, you got to be good at it, you know? Like, there's a reason plagiarism laws exist, you know? it's mm-hmm. you got to be better than that. So a lot of this could be related to them misunderstanding naval documents. Personnel at the 4th Naval District have suggested that the alleged event was a misunderstanding of routine research during World War II at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard that, according to Tyler, doesn't exist, <laughs> even though it does. Uh, an earlier theory Fucking was... Fucking Google Maps it, dude, <laughs> bitch. All right. And only <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're going to give. What's the street address for the Philadelphia Naval Shipboard? East. Yeah. It's back the, the way you came. It's <laughs> the east side of the city, you dumbass. It's that family guy. Yeah, back the way you came. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking long. You don't talk about the Philadelphia experiment. Nope. Local. An earlier theory was that, quote, the foundation of the apophyte, apop- I don't know, some fancy word for apocryphal st- stories. There you go. Yeah. Arose from degaussing experiments, which have the effect of making a ship undetectable or, in air quotes, invisible to magnetic minds. Now you know degaussing uh, from working with uh, uh, um, degaussing pho- photop.com. I thought degaussing was just when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's spelled D E G A U S S and yeah. goss. De- Right, and and that's a form. That's something to use with like uh, print, uh, um, like printing programs and stuff, and yeah. and, and um, you know layers and things like that. You degauss certain layers to make a yeah. effect. Yeah, but basically, what they're talking about is you know f- smearing something, smearing the. It's like when uh, it's kind of like smearing the image so that it doesn't quite look like it's yeah, there. Yeah, distorting it a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, another po- uh, possible origin uh, of the stories about levitation, teleportation, and effects on human crew might be attributed to experiments with the generating plant of the destroyer USS Timmerman, or DD-828, whereby a higher frequency generator produced corona discharges, or corona. <laughs> Cor- corona. No, that's okay. right. Corona discharges, although none of the crew reported suffering effects from the experiment. I didn't feel drunk. I mean, my third my third arm got a little itchy, but that's about I, it. I also didn't have any respiratory problems. Who am so. I? Observers have argued that it is inappropriate to grant credit credence. Wow, I can't read like today. Clearwater Revival. Grant the band creed. <laughs> God, and I just left found, a good job in the city. I just lost this ship today. <laughs> Where did it go? So yeah, they said With the arms, one whole pound. They said it was inappropriate to grant credence <laughs> to an unusual story promoted by one individual. No, Scott Staff, <laughs> we're not granting you that. Stop it! You didn't make. <laughs> you just misplaced it. In the absence of corroborating evidence, Robert Gorman wrote in Fate magazine in 1980 that Carlos Alande or Carlos or Carl Allen who is said to have corresponded with Jessup, was Carl Meredith Allen of New Kensington, Pennsylvania, who had an established history of psychiatric illness and who may have fabricated the primary story of the experiment as a result of his mental illness. Mm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. 
but it's still, I mean, we're not. Tr- I don't want to mock him if he did have some sort of mental illness. But regardless, Carlos, you should have just talked to somebody and wrote a fucking movie because this is. This is you, clearly he still has a very good imagination. This next sentence shows how observant Robert Gorman is. Yeah, well, Gorman's also kind of a dick. So well, Gorman uh, later realized that Alan was a family friend. Duh. And, quote, a creative and imaginative loner sending bizarre writings and claims. Oh, is that that little kid who was around all the time at the family reunions and he smeared shit on the walls? I know that kid. I'm degassing. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm degassing. Yeah, you know I'm going to call it that. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm degassing. I'm degassing. What? I'm taking a shit. <laughs> God. It was spirit. I'm going to leave the door open because I want to have a conversation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we degoss. A family that degosses together. But I degoss. <laughs> you ever heard of that show, Degrassi? No. Degrassi? I know, I know about it. Yeah, Degrassi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> they're all. You can't really so, tell if they're people or not. Because this whole theory has uh, some very problematic issues, mm. uh, time-wise. Not it, with, not least of which is the storytelling itself. <laughs> yeah, the timeline doesn't add up. That's the only problem, right? From the <laughs> for, <laughs> for starters, the USS Eldridge wasn't commissioned until August twenty-seventh, nineteen forty-three. Oops. It remained in port in New York until, oh, if that even exists. Yeah, that one doesn't either. Until September nineteen forty-three, the October experiment allegedly took place while the ship was on its first shakedown cruise in the Bahamas, which by by the way, a uh, fucking shakedown cruise. They make it sound like it was hard work in there in the Bahamas. They're just chilling. Although proponents of the story claim that the ship's logs might have been falsified or else still be classified. I do want to. Uh, point I like how out they brush that off with, uh, yeah, well, those could be faked. Or, you know, maybe we just don't want you to know. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you don't get a fucking no. Yeah, we were in the Bahamas for our, for a, a fucking shakedown. Let, let, me make, let me make it clear that. We're not um, picking up a hum- when, when you are. When you are moving a vessel of that size and everything, everybody still has to do their job. And they're going to keep accounted logs. They're not going right. to... Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not just fucking around in the Bahamas. Yeah, they're like, like, okay, well, we got to clean the bulkheads every day still. The way I perceive it, and you know, somebody who actually you know works on a ship or is in the Navy that hears this, they can obviously correct me, but the way I perceive it is the same way that I perceive... Uh, excuse me. The way that I see perceive what pilots have to do when they're flying. Yeah. And there's checklists that you always have to check, and there's rules that you have to do, because if you fuck up, you can die. And you, kill a lot yeah. of people in the process. Yes, because you, you can... <laughs> you're be, you, in the air. I don't think people understand... Well, that, and then with the, with this, with the ship, mm. people don't understand the vastness of the ocean and how easily you could just disappear and just be a blip, and nobody would know where you went. So you have to have these checklists. You have to have these safety precautions. And they're going to make... Sh- and it's because it's a government ship, they're going to want... Every possible tally because the government is just they're you're bureaucratic. Did you know that more ships have been lost in the Black Sea than in the Bermuda Triangle? But because the Bermuda Triangle has been, um, it sounds cooler. Yeah, has been. The Office of Naval Research, or the ONR, we mentioned them earlier, stated in September 1996, quote, ONR has never conducted investigations on radar invisibility, either in 1943 or any other t- or at any other time, end quote. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, because I feel like they're just covering their ass, because mm-hmm. come on. 
Why wouldn't you try and cloak your shit? Like, right. Pointing out that the ONR was not established until 1946, it denounces the accounts of the Philadelphia experience at experiment as, quote, science fiction, end quote. A reunion of Navy veterans who had served aboard USS Eldred <laughs> told a Philadelphia newspaper in April 1999 that their ship had never made port in Philadelphia. Further evidence discounting the Philadelphia experiment timeline comes from USS Eldridge's Eldridge's complete World War II action report, including the remarks uh, section of the 1943 Decalogue available on microfilm. So you can find all well, of thank them. God. Yeah, so you can find all of their counts. So they're not there's there's nothing on, but uh, so people still persisted. People still tried to push this. Of course. And uh, had explanations for all the differing stories. So researcher Jacques Vallée... Jacques Vallée. I guess. Describes a procedure on board the USS Engstrom, which was docked alongside the Eldridge in 1943. The operation involved the generation of a powerful elect- electromagnetic field on board the ship in order to deperm or degauss it with the goal of rendering the ship undetectable or invisible to magnetic-fused undersea mines and torpedoes. Again, that would make sense. Yeah. This system was invented by a Canadian, Charles Which Ep- means it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, fuck, can- <laughs> fuck you, Canada. <laughs> go drink your fucking maple syrup and play hockey, you assholes. Just kidding, I'd love to go to Canada. I, I, you know, I'd love to visit Canada sometime. Winnipeg, baby, we're going to tear that place apart. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to a Jets game. Do you have a passport? Uh, no, but I can get one. Well, we can't go now because, you know, COVID. But you know. Um, We can go to a Jets game. We can go see the Rough I Riders. Saying, I was saying fly to Seattle and go to Vancouver. but Vancouver is cool. Because we could just cross the border yeah. with our passports and yeah. hang out in Vancouver. Cross the border. So uh, Canadian Charles F. Goodeve, who, which they won't now because we shit on him earlier, <laughs> uh, when he <laughs> held the rank of commander in the Royal Canadian <laughs> Naval Volunteer Reserve and the Royal Navy and other... Navies used it wildly, wildly, widely, wildly, widely during the Second World War. British ships of the era often included some such degaussing systems built into the upper decks. The conduits are still visible on the deck of HMS Belfast in London, for example. Degaussing is still used today. I just did it before we recorded. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to not say that's pooping. However, <laughs> it has no effect on visible light on radar. Valet speculates the accounts of USS Ingram's degaussing might have been garbled and confabulated in s- subsequent retellings, and that these accounts may have been influenced the story of the Philadelphia experiment. And anybody who uses the word confabulated in, in like with a straight face needs to be smacked. Yeah, yeah. So uh, even in this, they're trying... That guy writing what you... What you, what you Got what you got this from? Yeah. Whoever wrote that was really trying hard to be like, I'm smart. Yeah. Uh, Valet <laughs> cites a veteran who served on board USS Eng- Engstrom and who suggests it might have traveled from Philadelphia to Norfolk and back again in a single day at a time when merchant sh- uh, ships could not. By use of the Chesapeake, Chesapeake, a- Chesapeake and Delaware Canal and Chesapeake Bay, which at the time was Baltimore. Op- yes, open only to naval vessels. Use of the channel was kept quiet. German sub submarines and are had ravaged shipping along the east coast during Operation Drumbeat, and thus military ships unable to protect themselves were secretly moved via canals to avoid the threat. Huh. So this is a way of explaining how. Uh, I guess I I worded this incorrectly. What they, what this is is this is trying to explain to people how they got to the part of the experiment where they thought how this happened. So crazy enough. The Navy has secret canals and places. It's like 
No. What? Yeah. What? So there's a way to explain this away and try to explain that this this degaussing um, uh, technique and these things still exist to this day. They're very common. There's nothing fucking teleporting through time and space about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So uh, the same veteran claims the man that the man that uh, Alande witnessed disappearing at a bar. He claims that the f- that when the fight broke out, when a fight broke, when out. A fight broke yeah. out, friendly barmaids whisked him out of the bar before the police arrived because he was underage <laughs> for drinking. Then, uh, then they they then covered for him by claiming that he had disappeared. So that's the end of our story and the Philadelphia experiment. And I, you know, I, I do wish uh, this. I'm going to be honest. I kind of decided to do this episode last minute, so there isn't. There's more research to be done on this, but we're still trying to figure out our schedules, kind of. So yeah. It's so like this was a last minute decision because we were going to do something else, mm-hmm. and then we decided to do this. And this is something I wanted to cover before, and we we might come back to this um, topic because I do want to talk more about Carlos Alende or Allen or Carl Allen. Carlos Alende. And that whole thing because it's just it's just crazy to me that this guy. Annotated a book with three different in- shades of ink to try to dictate that <laughs> right. it was three different people, <laughs> and like, d- dude, like, man, you are bored. This fucking story is would, would be so much better if it were just a comic book or a movie oh, or, a, God, or something yeah, yeah. Oh, or yeah. a book, yeah. something. And uh, it's just because it, it's it's much better than that because you know, while the science of it is pretty cool. Uh, when it comes to the ship and, and all these other things, and and that is a cool concept to talk about, it's just it's it's so hard to produce at that scale because you would also have to think of like how would they really do it? They're going to put panels that are, can't be reflected, and that's how you even make something like that. That sounds impossible. Well, at first, I would have to have a a, a more than rudimentary. Um, understanding of how radar works or how magnetic fields work, right? Yeah, and gravity. And I don't and know if you can just demagnetize some. I, I think well, I think I you d- can. I don't want to say it's impossible to make something invisible because I do think I d- no because to me that doesn't that's not how science works. You know what I mean? Because and I know this is going to take it from the MCU and Thor, but you know what Thor said in that, which was. Then magic is just science we don't understand. It sounds magical to make something in, in, invisible, but there's a scientific way you, you can do like it. Doug Henning. It's magical. But you know what I mean? What? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's, it's the idea that I'm sure that the, the smartphone that you have and I have mm. was magic to people in the 1950s oh, when they yes. saw it. You know? Yeah. But here we are now. Yeah. You're listening to this fucking show right. on your phone, which can be heard on. Anywhere in the on the planet, <laughs> if you have Wi-Fi and an internet connection, yeah, absolutely, that's insane. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening to the Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, it's good. It's good to be back in the group. It's good. It's good. We needed that week off. Yeah. Because we weren't going to do it, but I said, "Hey, man, fifty-seven straight weeks. If we take one week off, I think we'll be fine." Yeah. So, and we let's be honest. We, this is a fucking banger of an episode. We came back just with our balls hanging out. Absolutely. Wait, is that the expression? Yeah. Bells on. Or we, we we came back with bells with on. Balls That's out. That's where your brain went. I yeah. Why don't you go degauss that? I'm gonna degauss the shit out of your bathroom here <laughs> after this guy. <laughs> this episode. Dude, now that's a merch. <laughs> I'm gonna degauss the Can't shit talk. out of this toilet. Can't talk. Degaussing. I'm gonna degauss the shit out of my ass. Not into now. The toilet. Not now. Degaussing. Degaussing. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve degaussing. <laughs> that's the shirt. <laughs> Stone cold. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
right. What are we doing? I don't know. I'm trying to end this shit show. <laughs> dirt, 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 if you, dirt. for some reason, want to give us money for this, <laughs> patreon.com slash tinfoil radio. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at tinfoil underscore radio. You can like us on Facebook, tinfoil radio. You can. You don't have we to. have links as we the music that we talked about earlier. Mm. The links will be uh, in the episode description where you can support Tyler, you can support my music, or you don't. I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> that's a great way to get people to listen. Give a fuck. You can buy the merch, maybe even the Stone Sil- uh, Stone Cold Steve DeGossen uh, <laughs> shirt. Uh, tpublic.com. Uh, just search Tinfoil Radio, and our merch will be there. Is there anything else we need to plug? Well, if, if we do make the Stone Cold Steve DeGossen t-shirt, we need to have like an, uh, a representation of Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin like taking a shit, which I think we'd get beat up for. Well, he, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, I would just have to crop out him doing the Stone <laughs> I've got an idea. I'll, we'll, we'll worry about that later. Uh, and remember, if uh, you heard this episode... You're already dead. <laughs> we're already dead. Sure. Somebody's dead. Somebody dead. Somebody's degaussing. Somebody degaussed. Stone cold. Stone cold. Degaussing. What is my problem?